Hello and welcome back to our podcast. My name is Sarah. My name is Cindy. Sorry about that. <laughs> Just adjust the microphone. Today we're going to talk about um, Robert Jobson. I almost said Steve Jobson again. Oh my god. <laughs> I keep calling him Steve Jobson for no reason. This is our third time. Now, Robert Jobson, the writer and reporter, has written a book about the king. Uh, I believe it the full thing is called, like, The King, The Man and the Monarchy Revealed. Um, I would suggest you listen to it if you want to learn, if you like history. Yeah. Um, especially, like, about, like, royals and things like that, or, like, the British people, because there's a lot of crap in this book. I call it crap, but it's, like, history. It's Yeah, it's... He unpacks a lot. Yeah, it it's um it really lets you know the thought process of the time. Yeah. Um, and I I just gotta say I I I I know you probably do too. I have a completely different outlook on Charles now. Yeah. And I think he deserves a lot more um credit. Than he deserves. That no. Yeah, he he deserves a lot more credit than than he's been given. No, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I'm sorry. I'm still tired. <laughs> um, but we're not gonna go like we're gonna kind of go chapter for chapter. But I'm only gonna talk about the highlights of it. There yeah. was there was so much in the chapters. Yeah, that is like. The entirety of chapter five is um, literally just about the hist- yeah. family history. Um, and well, and where we it took a month to do Harry read Harry's book or have him read it to us. Oh my god! Already halfway through Robert Johnson's, and yeah, it, it's, because it's broken up in actual chapters. You know, and it's interesting. Actually, yeah, he's actually saying something, not just. Uh, the same old rhetoric over and over again. Yeah, he's using his big boy words. Yeah. Um, so in the first chapter, it's basically just like, um, you know, this is my credentials, you know, he was a reporter, this is how I know the king and all this. Um, but Very he... informational. Yeah, he did talk about... He he said something that was really, really funny to me, and I'm not sure if anyone else had picked up on it, um, people who were talking about the book. He basically called Harry out, yeah. right out of the gate, about how, in Harry's book, he would oftentimes talk about William's emotions as if they, he knew exactly what his emotions were at the time going through something. Yeah. But, like, what... Like, he says you you can't know someone's true feelings or the full story from a second or third point of view. Yeah. Yeah, you have to... Uh, you have to be I there. Mean, and if he's not... I, they don't seem as close as I thought they were. No. Harry and William. Um, they... They... Um, or maybe William thought he knew Harry, but yeah, got a whole new perspective. Um, 
Harry assumes that it's he's those one of those kind of people who it's his way or the highway, yeah. and um, you know you. You have to do what I say. Yeah. Because I'm a prince. Yeah, and it's not even like, like, take charge being independent and stuff like that. It's like, you're just being a jerk. Yeah, he's he's just a bully. Um, that's all, that's all you can say. Because when you see, and, and this isn't uh, me believing like a bunch of tabloid rhetoric it's me seeing william helping people talking to people yeah listening to people actions are louder than words exactly and you don't see that from harry yeah you, you can sit there and say that your archwell foundation does these amazing wonderful things but you guys don't have anything to show for it no you have a few awards that you had to buy because you don't actually have I mean, they're supposed to have, like, five kitchens or something like that, or buildings. I think it's kitchens. It, they're supposed to be kitchens, but... But nobody can find the locations of these, yeah. these like, soup kitchens. If anyone knows where it is, Well, like, know. even, I guess, the IRS Paris. doesn't know where they're at. Yeah, and that's another thing. You know, Harry was supposed to have been the one that donated $3 million to Archwell. But they only spent, according to them, they only spent $3 million. Um, they're still, I mean, that's a whole, a whole yeah, thing in uh, itself. I have to do a lot of math for that. Um. Yeah, I'm still working on that because I'm not finding receipts. Yeah. Oh, and also, I'm just not good at, like, financial stuff. Well... I mean, I'm looking into it, but literally, there's... There's more money being spent than there is coming in. And and that, even with, than what they show. Yeah. And also in this little first little bit, he talks about how the king is quite funny. <laughs> and has a strange sense of humor. Well, I mean, his parents have weird humors. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. Um, also, with how he was raised, him having a little bit of dark humor or dry humor makes sense. Yeah, his... Uh, yeah. We're going to get into his childhood. Oh, my God. Bless In the him. next chapter, he talks about how... What, what was going down with everything when the queen passed away. And now, there was some stuff that I actually didn't know. Yeah. I was very shocked to hear. Um, the Charles and Camilla, they were already in Scotland. Yeah. When, when the Queen got sick. And Anne was in Scotland. And so, they had just already went over to Balmoral. And apparently, Anne stayed the entire time with the Queen. She never once left Balmoral. Yeah, never... Never wavered. She was always faithful to her mom. Yeah. Always. Well, she always had, you know, I can, judging by how they were raised, um, she always had to be the strong one. Yeah. The, you know, I, I don't really have a better way of putting it, I, you know, not to be, like, misogynistic, but, like, she had to be the manly one. Yeah. 
Well, you, you know, know, Charles could. Charles was emotional. Yeah. She was next in line. She had to be the stern one to keep him in line. Well, and, and also, then, you know, like. There's a whole Randy. We're, we're going to talk about <laughs> Philip's favoritism. Yeah. In a little bit. Um, and it'll all make sense. But And the unfairness. Yeah. Now, but Charles, he actually went to his estate that was very close to Balmoral. He wasn't that far. Yeah. He was probably only like a few miles away. Yeah. I um, think they said three to five miles. Something yeah. like that. And... He went for a walk in the woods. He went mushroom hunting. And I think it's honestly, that's, that was that like. That was his cover story. Well, that was, I'm, I'm probably, yeah, he probably just went in the woods and cried. I mean, wouldn't you? Because if you think about it, not only is your mom horrifically dying of bone cancer. You know she's in pain right now. Yeah. Like. It, it, they said she went peacefully, but let's be honest, if you've ever watched somebody die of, of cancer, you know it's not always peaceful. Yeah. And maybe what they meant was she was on a lot of medications. Right. So, to ease Well, I'm the sure pain. they made her as comfortable as they possibly could. Yeah. But it's like, you know, your, your mother is dying in the hospital. Well, she's 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 not even in the hospital, she's or she's a, in her bed. Like they've given up. She's yeah, you know this is it. That this is it. It's happening. And then on top of that, you have to rule fifty four countries. Yeah, you are. You're one not just going to be like leaders of the world. You're not just going to be like the boss of a new company. You're yeah. literally the boss of fifty four countries. Yeah. And people already don't like you. Yeah. They're very vocal about how they don't really like you that much. Um, you or your wife. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that would be a really, really stressful time. And yeah. judging, like, I've never met Charles, but, like, I feel like he is the kind of person who has to take a time to go think about it and then yeah. come back. You know, he can't just make a decision right right away yeah. or deal with his emotions quickly. He has to be t given time. Exactly. I mean, he was he was preparing for this his, his entire life, but I nothing can I actually ever prepare you for when your parent dies. Yeah, I don't think he really realized the gravity of everything until. Yeah that moment well yeah because it's like you know the moment of them saying okay sir you know you you uh right as soon as possible we need to fly you to um oh god the other place to uh, to swear you in or to swear you in or swear your allegiance or whatever um and it's like that's you know so i mean some people would take that as him not loving the queen I take that as him loving her too much. Yeah. To have to be like, okay, I can't watch this. I need to, I need to take a step well, out. I mean, some people are like, I have um, personally had family members who could never go to the hospital. Ever. Yeah. When my dad died, certain members couldn't come there because they couldn't handle it. Yeah. 
and certain members, you know, were like, oh, I have to be here forever and all this yeah. stuff, you know. It's all about me. But he seems like he is the type of person. And she was there well, like because I, she she was going to take care of her until her last breath. Well, And she can handle it emotionally. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like she's the kind of person who would cry later on at home. Yeah, she will find time to work it out. But, you know, he had to, I mean, wouldn't you take a few minutes if you knew that you were going to be in charge of all of this stuff and have, I mean, a lot of it was already worked out, but, um, it, it needed to be, um, you know, worked out still. Uh, some of it was really... I mean, I would have been intimidated by the whole situation. You have Andrew and his mess and Beatrice and Eugenie somewhere in the mixture. Yeah. And, and well, you've got all of these I people. I forgot about that, too. Like, he has not only... Sorry about the squeaking. <laughs> um, not only does his, is his mom dying, he's about to become a king of, of a bunch of countries. And ha half of them don't want to be still a part of... You know, yeah. your whole little Especially monarchy. If he's a, if he's the leader. Then, on top of that, you've got your son and his wife over here running their mouths being little twats. Yeah, I mean, Harry alone would have caused so much stress. Well, they said that he does. I mean, people who are close to him said that he he's very, like, depressed about yeah. Harry. Well, uh, this is a rumor not facts, and this was not in the book, but uh, I just learned about it last night uh, because I don't sleep. Um, apparently, Ka Charles asked Kate, please don't, don't make a fuss. Please don't come to Bar uh, Balmoral. Um, just stay away. Uh -huh. Because if you're coming, then I have, we have no excuse to keep Megan away. And okay. so... that makes sense. Kate gave up her last minutes with the Queen so that Megan wouldn't be there. Which is so sad because Kate and the Queen were very close. And, and what I don't understand is, you know, someday you're going to have to face this child and say hey you're not the boss yeah. you're just a little boy still you're my son you're not my father and yeah. you need to go get in your place yeah and well he doesn't have to really worry about it anymore because he's not the spare anymore that's true so. but see harry still believes that he oh he's owed all of these yeah. things he he actually I believe that he thinks that he's better than William. He's oh, more oh, yes. powerful than William. One hundred percent. Because he he thinks that he's more like manly than he has oh. a very weird outlook on what like masculinity is. Yeah. Um and he doesn't really believe that William's manly or masculine because of how emotional he is and how he's okay with talking about his feelings and actually that's the most attractive manly thing that you could ever 
Yeah. I'm sorry. A, a, a person who's going to actually tell me and communicate with me. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that he, yes. he cares about his children, you know, enough yeah. to be there with them. Well, someone who cares more about your feelings than yeah. theirs is a, a decent person. You I know? want that one. <laughs> it's... It's a communication between people that it's like, I care about you and how you feel mm. and you care about me. So we're going to take care of each other. Yeah. You're not in charge of taking care of me because I want. Yeah. You know, it's, it, he's got the mindset of a child going back to Harry again but then there's Andrew, and then, you know, you've got the pressure of Edward and his whole family. And, yeah, you know, are you going to give him the Duke of Edinburgh? Because if you do, then that means you're giving the Edinburgh uh, title away. Yeah. And your, your family isn't going to be... Yeah. So he had to work that out with Edward, and then you've got, I mean... It seems like selfish things. But it's also, at the time of of that, you're allowed to be a little bit selfish. Yeah. I mean... Now, he, he did go back to Balmoral. He was only gone for about an hour. And then, he, I love that his guards had, like, let him just wander a little bit. You know, they yeah. were close to him, but they were, like... They let him have his space. Yeah, I love that. That was really that was sweet nice to them. hear. And then one of them had come up to him and been like, hey, you know, you need to go back. Because, like, we're getting a call that it's getting a little bit yeah. a little bit close. Um, and so he did end up going back. And he was, and, um, and him were there when she passed away. Yeah. And Camilla was there, but I don't think she was in the room. Yeah, I think she gave them their time with yeah. their mother. And, okay, everybody knows about the whole, the whole Harry thing, but I wanted to point out um, that, okay, the Queen died at 3.10 p.m. Yeah. Harry did not arrive until, until eight. 8. Yeah. But he said in his book that he was already in the country and they just wouldn't let him over there. Yeah, and then in the documentary, he uh, they also said that he was on the plane, and when the no news broke on the radio, where, what plane has just a radio plane? Right, like that's not how that works. I mean, like if you're up in the air, then they let you get on your your phone stuff like that. But like, and there's some not and, a radio plane on the yeah, plane. Yeah, unless somebody had their you know radio playing out loud, and then it's like I would have tried to murder that person. Like, yeah. don't be playing a radio out loud when we're on a plane. Yeah, so it, that's kind of controversial how he he said he found out. Now, there was a few stories about how Edward and, and uh, Sophie and um, uh, William and Andrew ganged up on Harry and wouldn't let him ride the plane. Well, they had strict orders from the Queen to not let him get on the plane with them if Meghan was there. Yeah. And so they basically just said, if she comes, you gotta go. You yeah. can't, we're There's not gonna no let room. you on the property. No. There was strict orders from the Queen that 
she specifically had asked that Megan not be there because yeah. she, she didn't was not want... allowed at Balmoral at all, even after the Queen's death. She to this day, she's banned. <laughs> which yeah. Is... Well, because the Balmoral was the Queen's happy place. Yeah, that was her safe space. And I wouldn't want somebody that I don't like or don't trust or who is just absolutely toxic to yeah. not to be in my safe space. Yeah. Okay. So when when um, I just want to say this real quick, when someone is being groomed or when someone is being, when you get married to someone and they're an abusive person, a husband or a wife, it doesn't matter. The first thing they do is cause you to start fighting with your family and, and your friends. And they want you to be isolated. Yeah. Because it's easier to control you. And once you're isolated and you don't talk to your family and friends, then they can control everything that you do. Yeah. Well, um, it's actively worked. Yeah. Um, because now apparently he only has six friends that he associates with now. And those six friends are not close to him. From what I understand, he thinks of them as friends, not sure how they feel. <laughs> now I, there was another thing that was mentioned I thought it was really funny. Um, well, not funny, I guess. Um, I thought it was really cute that they ca- had... Now, ob- obviously, the Queen's... They called it the their her death plan, which is so weird to say. Oh, yeah. But, like, she had... Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. Well, she had a plan. It, it is a little strange to plan out your death. Well, I mean, she had to. She was 96 years old. No, I know. But, like, she was planning her death at, like, 19 years old. Yeah. So, it's like... But they the code name that they used for it, because they're not just going to say the Queen's death plan... On a radio. Yeah. <laughs> they called it Operation Unicorn. Which is so cute. It's so cute because the um, official animal for Scotland is the unicorn. I love that. So, I, I just thought that was adorable. Um, now, she also, when she was swearing in Liz Trust, she was sick. Yeah. She was very sick. I just don't know, like... The strength of that woman. How she was standing. You know, I mean, I know she had a cane and she was very close to the the sofa. But to be standing there, taking pictures and yeah. shaking hands. To, st- to be able to stand up for that amount of time. And smile. Yeah. And, and have, uh, you know, be laughing and joking. Yeah. Like everything's cool when literally your body is on fire. Yeah. And see, the the official death certificate says that she passed away in her sleep. Yeah. Peacefully. Well, I think... Maybe she did. Maybe she had went to sleep and and the, she just went. Well, I think they, they mainly did that for the people. Yeah. So that when they came out and said, you know, how she died, it wouldn't be, you know... Because she didn't want people to know she was sick. Yeah. She didn't want people to know that she was, you know. In that much pain. In that much pain. Because she knew that they probably would have been like, 
take a break. <laughs> well, just in June, she was doing the Jubilee, and she, you know, she had to walk onto the balcony with her cousin, the Duke of Kent. She's obsessed with the Duke of Kent. He is just adorable. His wife is the luckiest woman in the world. My God. Anyway, uh, but she had to walk up on the balcony, and walking up the stairs, and just being in so much pain. I know. I don't know how she did it. They said that she was flown in and... Because uh, at that point, it was also, like, the final stage terminal Yeah. bone cancer. And, like, bone cancer is one of the most painful... I mean... I mean, all cancer is painful, but you know what, you get yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it's one of the, the more painful well, types of cancers. It was throughout her body, and she was just... A trooper. I know. I mean, that was two week, two months. I'm sorry before she passed, and she was walking up the stairs. She was, you know, she had to walk out there and push that button, and she couldn't get the button down. And I was like, "Yeah, it's Something bad. Is wrong. It's bad." When she couldn't get that little plunger to go down, I was, I knew it. Now, after the queen had passed away and everything was settled and stuff like that, they did have dinner together. Now, when Harry said that he wasn't allowed to eat dinner with the rest of the family, that's a dead face lie. Yeah. Because what had happened was Charles wanted to have dinner with Camilla and William. Yeah. He, he was just wanted to prepare. those two to sit down and have dinner together so that they can talk. And also, I feel like he just wanted to be with the people he loved. Not yeah. that he doesn't love Harry, but he wanted to be stress-free, yeah. not thinking about Meghan right after, you know, literally the day of his mother's passing. And and he, you know, it was... And he needed to talk about William, talk to William about very important things. Yeah, he, he, he needed to hand William over the... Uh, princess, the Prince of Wales. He needed to prepare himself for a speech. Yeah. And, you know, all of this. They needed to talk about business and also just be a little mini family for yeah. a minute. And Harry was supposed to eat with the aunts and uncles and Anne and yeah, the, you know, everyone had, had come at that point. But he chose not to. It was his decision to not eat with the rest yeah. of the family. Because William and them weren't there. He didn't get to go to the special dinner. Well, he he thinks so much of himself. You know, it, it was all about him. Yeah. Now, in the next chapter, this is when we start talking about Charles's childhood. Now, at the time, um, first off, I didn't know that the Queen had Charles by a cesarean. No, I didn't. It's one of like the she's one of the like first royals to to have that. Well, I mean, type of procedure and like probably yeah. like make it because like yeah. I mean, well, it was still kind of it was 1953 and or 1952. No. No, no, no. It would have been 1950. Yeah, and that kind of procedure was a is a lot more dangerous than it is now. I mean, yeah. it's still dangerous to have a cesarean, but it was a little bit more dangerous back then because, especially because she well, was having this not in a hospital, but in her bed. Yeah. 
And, um, I, I just thought that was crazy. Of course, um, the Duke, uh, of Prince Philip, he was at, in the cigar room having cigars and waiting and worrying. And because back then men didn't go into the yeah. hospital with their wives. They didn't, no. you know, it wasn't so, you know, honey, 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 push. Yeah. It, it was, um. He actually wasn't actually in the the room until Andrew. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, now, basically, from the moment she gave birth to Charles... Yeah. He was taken care of by, care of by nannies. Now, I'm not going to sit there and judge her. No. Because at the time, she was running a country... Well, I mean, she was just twenty two years old. Well, no, she she was only uh twenty years old when she had him, and she was like she had. They went on that big long uh trip. Yeah, I think what thirty countries or something like that. Yeah. Well, so he was raised a lot by by nannies and. Yeah. Basically, they lived completely different lives. Yeah, they went. They lived in Malta, um, in in uh, Greece. So, you know, because he was Greece, he was Greek, not Greece. No, he was Greece. <laughs> he was Greek. So, his family was well off. They were royalty, but um, well, ex royalty. <laughs> um, but they had somewhat similar, you know, a, a regular life, you yeah. know. He was in the military. He'd come home. They'd have dinner. Yeah, and they, they kind of lived like a... She cooked. She cleaned. They they wanted to have, like, as normal... They And they also wanted to have Charles have a normal life. Yeah. But at the same time, it was told that it was very hard for her to show affection to Charles. Yeah. Like, she she didn't hug him. She came in and kissed him at night, and yeah. then that was it. He slept in the room with the nanny, and, like, that was the extent of, like, motherly love she yeah. she gave him. Like, in the first three years, don't get me wrong, don't get us wrong, the first three years, she showed, uh, you know, normal affection, as normal as she could. But but also, you know, back then it really wasn't a thing. Yeah. You can't really... Yeah, if you were rich, you had a nanny. And and also, again, she was... She's she's British? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, not all British people are cold and, and calculating. But also, she had to be cold and calculating because, you know, at the time, there wasn't that many women in power. Yeah. And... If she's going to these meetings with these people, she had to make people believe that she could run a country. Yeah. And, and like, and he was four years old when she was uh, uh, sworn in. Yeah. So. I, I didn't know this either. That he's actually the first child to witness the coronation. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Which is crazy. Well, I mean, he was a good boy. Yeah. Well, he, they said that... Um, he was obsessed with her crown. Yeah. With, like, the big crown. And, like, they all... There was a moment where he almost dropped it. Yeah. And they were all panicking. <laughs> but 
I, I just thought that was a little bit sad, you know, that he, oh, he really worse. doesn't even, he really didn't know his mother. Yeah. Until, I mean, like, he was already in his teen years. What? Uh, they were two. No, Anne, Anne was two, and he was five or four or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I believe. When they left for five months? Yeah. I mean, five months. No, no mom, no dad. Just nannies. Well, in the next chapter, he talks about how she had 500 engagements. Yeah. In one year. In one year. So she had, like, like that doesn't seem like a lot, but it's a lot. She, they said, uh, uh, they had, like, uh, one day, they, she would have eight engagements yeah. in one day. Like, that's insane. That's, you know, she was having at least two engagements Every day for that entire year in yeah. order to have enough days. Now, Philip, in this uh, chapter, it gets into Philip. Philip. Now, I, I love Prince Philip, and I think that he had the um or the the Duke. I I feel like he had good intentions, but his good intentions were not gone about the correct or, or the way that we would do it now in modern society. Yeah. Well, I guess we do have to explain this. I didn't want to get into it, but Prince Philip's dad was sort of scandalous. He, he was a, a prince or, or the ruler of Greece. And then all of a sudden he was ousted. Yeah. And he was sort of, he was a flirt. <laughs> Let's put it nicely. Um, he liked women. And so then that passed on to his son. Yeah, he was a bit of a playboy. He was, uh, like, Prince Philip's dad was kind of, like, by the time he Prince Philip was 14, he was gone. And so Philip yeah. had to deal with being a man on his own. Well, Philip, he apparently, from from what this book says, he was kind of the, the person who was like, oh, you scraped your knee? Get over it. Spit on it. <laughs> you know, put some dirt on it and keep going. Like, yeah. he, he didn't, especially with Charles, he really didn't understand and kind of bullied yeah. Charles for being so sensitive and emotional. Like, he and was sent to this he, horrible school. Yeah, well, hold on. I'm going to talk about the school in a minute. Oh. They, they talk, you know, he, he bullied him, but he was nicer to Anne because Anne was, you know, she liked horses. And she he liked, liked shooting. And, and she was, uh, like, I, like I said earlier, she was, you know, kind of more. The tomboy. Tomboy, you know. And he found it easier to get along with Anne. Also, I think he just wanted a girl and not a boy. Yeah, because he did say, you know. And it was like, that's so crappy. Yeah. That everyone just, you know. And even the Queen's mom wrote letters to Elizabeth saying, like, you know, you, he needs to be a little bit nicer to him, basically. Yeah. Like, he's a little bit mean. Yeah, making him do things and, and taking things away and, um, so... And he was, he was hard on him because he said he didn't want him to become soft or spoiled. Well, 
that's fine, but, you know, if your child's crying, your child's crying. Yeah, it's a little bit... Yeah, it's too much. And then... That was just too much, you know. I mean, Charles, they they say, and some people make fun of him because he had a stuffed animal and had it in his adult life. Yeah. And he would carry it and hold it and, and hide it from people. Yeah. And carry it on walkabouts and, and in business meetings and stuff. But see, it's different from, like, Andrew's stuffed animals. Andrew's stuffed animals are creepy. Yeah. His is clearly for security Comfort. and it's it's a coping mechanism yeah. that he needs. Like how some people still carry around their blankets. Yeah. I mean... Their baby blankets. It's... It... it everyone needs that that outlet. Now, he was also raised a lot by the queen's mother. Yeah. She was pretty much his mom. Yeah. If we're being honest. He was his mom or she was his mom for a lot of his life. Yeah. I, I love the queen. Uh, we, we stand the queen in this house. Yeah. Queen Elizabeth is, I think she's a great world leader. I think she, yeah. To, Charles she, and Anne, she wasn't a very good mother, in yeah. my opinion, just well, because... I don't think she was a very good mother to Andrew either, because she let him have everything. That's true. It's it's just... Well, I think she was trying to make up for the fact that she had neglected emotionally... Yeah. The other two children. Yeah. Now, there was also... Okay, Charles is the first royal child... To be taught in actual school. Like, yeah. not at home. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, but, basically, Elizabeth said, um, alright, I'm handling the country. You can handle family affairs. Yeah. To Philip. And, and so Philip... with that idea. Philip wanted Charles to go to this school in Scotland. Now, this would be, they had, they had moved to, um, England, and he, um... And she was ruling, you know... Yeah, she was doing her thing in England, and now Eton College, uh, they call it college, but it's a school, um, it's close, it would be, like, not even that far Yeah, from it was just, them. I think, 15 minutes from the palace. Yeah, and the Queen's mom was like... He's not going to make it at this school in Scotland. No. Like, it's too was... harsh on him. It's too harsh. And for how, you know, I keep calling him sensitive like it's a bad thing, but it's it's not. He He's an overly emotional person. Well. And there's different way, you know, you can't yell at him. Yeah. To get him to do what you want, you know? Yeah. And apparently the school had, like, a lot of physical punishments and things like that. It, it was yeah. a very, like, hands-on rough and school. tough kind of... I would consider it to be kind of like a military school. Yeah. Um, but that's where Philip went. So Philip said if he's going to be taught in a regular school, he's going to be taught there. And that's the end of the story, basically. And yeah. he was forced to go there 
all of his life, except for two semesters, he went to Australia. Yeah. Um, now, he, when he would, during the summertime, when it, when it was his uh, term, it, the term ended, he would go back to the Queen Mother and he would, you know, stay with her and... And a couple of times he went to Africa. Yeah. But for the most part, they all bullied him. He was bullied horrifically yeah. at this school. Um, by the teachers, by the students. and he, They were told specifically, do not touch uh, the prince. He is going to be the, the ruler of the country. You cannot touch him. And then... That... I mean, that that wasn't going to help. That <laughs> pretty much put a, a big dart on his face yeah. saying, punch me. Yeah. And so, he really didn't <laughs> have Scottish anybody. Scottish people are kind of mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're rough. Very blunt with, with how... Yeah. But, um... He basically didn't have any friends. And he... Yeah. But he never complained to the queen, the queen or Philip about this because you know he didn't want to bother them. Basically, well, the queen mother would write to her daughter and say, you know, Elizabeth, he's this, he's being really mean. really yeah. not happy at this school. Like you need to let him come home. He can go to Eton, and, and you could. Well, she was also like, you need to spend time with your child. Yeah, she was really, really adamant and like. Because like, at one point, she she and the prince moved to Africa yeah. for like eight months and and stayed there. And the whole time, she never saw him. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, the queen's mom was basically like, you need to get him out of the school and put him in Eton so that you can spend time together. Yeah. And uh, I guess that didn't happen. And it's sad because... Maybe if he had, I mean, he loved her as in he worshipped her because she was such a good leader. Yeah. But he didn't really get to know his mom. Yeah. Now, when he went to those two terms in, uh, we call it high school, but it it's their, you know. Uh, yeah, their uh, uh, secondary school. Yeah. But when he, he spent two terms in Australia and when he came back... He had changed. Australia basically, like... Manned to, him up. Yeah, to, to use cruddy terms, he got, he got tougher. Yeah. And when he came back, the, he was, you know, they made him head boy. And then they, you know, he was... You know, didn't take any of the, the crap anymore. And he got a little bit m more confident in yeah. himself. Um, but it's just like, he was still forced to go back to the school that he absolutely was miserable at yeah um, but later in life he did get to go to college yeah he was he was one of the only um royals that went to college yeah um and then he still got picked on because people didn't like his choice of uh academics <laughs> because apparently architecture is boring yeah. It's not boring. Architecture is awesome. He loves arts. He loves music. He loves um, I, some of the artists that he likes aren't my favorite, but 
they are his, so, yeah. you know, to each his own. Now, after... Now, he, I didn't know that he was almost an adult when Andrew and... Yeah. And Edward were born. Like, I, yeah. I never... I guess I never put that together. But he... When Andrew was born and Edward was born, the queen started taking time off. Yeah. And she would have, like, one day a week where it was, like, her day with the kids and the with nanny would two have boys. Off. And she would say that that's her favorite day of the, of the week. Imagine how that must make him feel. Yeah. Anne, poor Anne, she had to be. Well, she was often, you know, she would go on hunting trips with Philip, and yeah. she, you know, she had she quality did. time with her father. Yeah. But like, who was there for for Charles? Yeah, nobody, because Charles wasn't invited to the hunting trips. Oh, because he didn't like, like it. And uh, yeah. And it's like I just don't think that. Um, and it was described like this in the book that Philip really, him and Charles, they're like oil and water. They don't really go together. Yeah. And not that Philip didn't love him no. or he didn't love Philip, but it's just like their personalities were so vastly different. Exactly. That I, they just didn't get along. Yeah. Um. The next chapter is really not that important because, like I said, it has a bunch of just, like, a history type yeah. of thing. Um, other than, in this chapter, it talks about how when he became in, like, his 1920s, um, he, well, he was always involved, like, in knowing about the environment, but it was, I didn't yeah. know how controversial it was for him to be outspoken about saving the planet. Like, back in the day... Yeah. They thought he was just absolutely god-awful. Yeah. Like, you need to stay out of politics. Because yeah. he just said, hey, maybe we should just, like, do this thing to save the environment. You know? He had... We'll, ha we'll live longer, and the planet will live longer if we do this. At one of their estates, he had transformed the sewage system... To be self-sustaining, and it's still like that yeah. to this day, and that was like, people were like, oh my god, I can't believe he did that. Yeah. Like, that's crazy! Oh my god. And well, now, that's like what everybody's doing, and yeah. Charles was sitting here doing it before it was cool. Exactly. And, you know, like, I think he was like 20, 21 years old when he did, uh, when he um, changed his car over from yeah. gasoline to wine and cheese. Yeah. And it still runs like that. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's just, you know, but I, I think like, it's cool. I, I, he yeah. was always, like, ahead of everybody thinking about that, yeah. that kind of st stuff. And I thought that was just kind of funny that, you know, Him nowadays... They have a lot of things in common. Yeah. Now, um... In, we're going to fast forward to where he's a little bit older. Um, I didn't know how many times people have, like, I, I know people have, like, thrown things at Charles and yeah. things like that. But in the, in the 1990s, he did a tour in Australia. Um, this was before he met Diana. Um, and he was shot at twice in the same day. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> I, like, what? He Australia said... is wild. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then at another event, this girl, this teenager, was trying to give her, give, she went up like she was going to give him these flowers and then just, like, pistol whipped him with the flowers. <laughs> and he, he was like, she was a Russian citizen and he basically was like, hey, Russia, don't, you know, it's fine. I'm fine. Because they were going to, like, they arrested this girl and, yeah. like, we're going to, like, put her in jail for the rest of her life for assaulting Prince Charles. And he was like, you know, it's fine. She only got probation. And it's like, what is happening? I know. Well, hey. I mean, people have constantly thrown stuff at him. And they, they just, a few months ago, were throwing eggs and tomatoes at mm-hmm. him. And, yeah, they... I think they need to find something softer. Uh, softer than rocks or something like that, but, like, that's not food to throw at them. Or maybe yeah. don't throw things at people, but, like, you know what I'm saying? If you're gonna throw something, find something that's not food, because... You throw something don't waste... throw money. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't waste food. Um, now, I wrote his name as Mr. Mountbatten, but it's, you know, you know who that is. Yes. Um, he... Was one of Charles's very, very close friends, and, and was very close to him. Yeah, and I believe he was his uncle. uncle. Um, but he was like his best friend and um, father. At the time, um, he was assassinated, and that had a very, very big impact on Charles's life. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the IRA. No, we're not going to get into that whole, like, political uh, thing. <laughs> but I'm just, I had to mention it because that was an important event in yeah. Charles's life. Um, and he became very, very depressed. Yeah. And, like, withdrawn because of this event. Well, it was like, he, it was his, his parents were the Queen Mother and... Uh, Mountbatten, and yeah. he didn't. And he, he was I very mean, close to to this person. Yeah, it's like when your your grandma died. You, it was like your mother died or your yeah. father died. It, My best friend. Yeah, and so he went. He looked to, um, I can't remember his first name, but Mountbatten. As a, a, a guidance, you know, he yeah. told him his most intimate secrets. Yeah. Um, now, okay, so from from what I understand, he dated Diana's sister yeah. before he dated Diana. Yeah. Um, I think he got his story a little wrong because it, there's been several stories, uh, books that, that have come out. Um, he did date Diana's sister, but he knew Diana yeah. when she was about 13 is the first time he met her at a, a country club that they were all involved in. Yeah. Um, maybe they left that out because it sounds a little bit creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so he dated her sister and then when, you know, he met Diana, um... 
later on when she became an adult, yeah. they they started dating. Well, she wasn't exactly an adult. She was 17. <laughs> but in in their uh in the UK, the legal age is, is yeah. 16, I believe. Um so technically she was an adult. Mm. Um but when they started dating, he was not a very good boyfriend. Obviously, he was still in love with Camilla at this point. Yeah, because... Um, but he would, like, call her every day for, like, a week and then not call her for three weeks. <laughs> and she'd be constantly worrying about, like, did he forget about me? Like... Is everything okay? But she kind of just let it go and, you know, basically said, you know, like, he knows where I'm at. Yeah. If he wants to contact me, he'll contact me. Um, so he would, he, and he would, like, say stuff that was, like, not really appropriate to say. Yeah. And it's like... Again, I don't think he really understood, he, at the time, had a proper um, idea of, like, what love is. Because, like, if you don't, like, see yeah. your parents kissing and, like, holding hands and, you know, the in, that kind of interaction, you're really not going to understand how to be in a relationship with someone. Yeah. Um, but when they were dating and after they had gotten, you know out in the open, people had found out about it, people started camping at Diana's house that she lived at with her two roommates. Yeah. I, I mean, Diana said that the first time that he was sitting on the couch, um, I, I just had, the story had just popped in That's my okay. head. Um, she said he was sitting there on the couch and they were uh, like about a foot away. And she said, I love you. I just love you. And he just leaped on her yeah. and started kissing her and she didn't know what to do. Um, and when you're an aristocrat, you're treated a lot different. Yeah. You know, you don't, you say a virgin, you don't, uh, go around kissing everybody and things like that. Um, it just didn't happen, and so it it shocked her. Yeah. Well, and again, so, like I don't think he really knew how dating worked. Well, yeah, because Cause he hadn't had a girlfriend, like uh, like a proper girlfriend. Yeah, I should say. Well, I mean, yeah, he dated a lot of girls. He never, like, took the time. Yeah, he was very. Um, I would use the word scared. Yeah. I mean, because I, he, I like he said in an interview, he's not picking just a ra random wife. Like, yeah. she's not just going to be, like, just his wife. She's going to be the future queen of England. Yeah. So and he had to be careful. He had to choose the right person for the job. And um, I did not know that they had only met with each other. 13 times before he was forced to propose to her. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild. And I find very sad, you know. Let's rush this along. Come on, people. Yeah. Well, because basically, it's not talked about in the book, but basically the queen said, uh, no, this is going to be your wife. You have to go propose to her. Go yeah. do it. And... Even though clearly he was still... 
had feelings for other people. Yeah. He. I don't under. Not gonna get into that. I don't understand her her decision in that. Um. Because after he married Diana, then it was okay to have divorces. Yeah. Well, it was okay to have affairs. I mean, once once you got hooked and you were married, then he you stay at home and have babies for him, and he can go and have as many affairs as he wants because that's the way it works. Yeah. Um... And also another cruddy thing, just like why, and I don't under I don't think that he understood that the you know there was anything wrong with this. But Diana or Camilla had given Charles a watch, yeah, and he gave that gift to Diana. Mm. She also gave him a wedding gift, and went to the wedding. Yeah, but see, her husband was. Lord Mountbatten. And it's like... No, he wasn't Lord Mountbatten. Parker Bowles. Lord Parker Bowles. And the Parker Bowles are very, very close friends to um, Philip's side of the family. Yeah. So, of course, the, she, he, he was going to have to... She was going to have to be his plus one. Yeah. Basically, I think the only reason why Camilla was there was because of her husband. Yeah. Um, but it's still cruddy to see. But yeah, she gave him personalized uh, uh, cufflinks, you know, that said CC, like, you know, Chanel, but it was for Charles and Camilla. Yeah. And I found that disgusting. I'm right there with Diana. I mean, yeah. She she said you you should give them back and he's like no why yeah now as they got more and more um, involved in their relationship um, Diana kind of you know everybody knows how she just kind of went downhill mentally um, yeah we're not going to get into it too much but it does have a contributing factor into his life yeah um now he did try to get when she was acting you know in air quotes erratic um he did try to get her some mental help yeah but the royal doctors were sitting there saying how she had this disease and it was like they were scared that it was gonna be hereditary and passed down to her children and they were very worried about you know Basically, they were saying, she's crazy, and your kids are probably going to be crazy. Yeah. And that wasn't helping at all. So And so, he got her another non-royal doctor who was able to properly diagnose her and try to help her. They started doing therapy and stuff like that. Yeah. I think Diana had always had bulimia. Never been diagnosed with it. Because her family was aristocratic. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely but made I, a little bit worse by Charles. Yeah. And I also think maybe she had a, a, some type of depression 
uh, well, I know she had depression, but maybe, I don't know. Well, a lot of her, um, things are that she was bipolar. Yeah, um, now she, uh, because she depression and things too. bipolar disorder, they run together. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. she, it's, she also had a, had a hand at, you know. Finding things now out that I didn't know then, because, like, she, when I was growing up, Diana could do no wrong. Diana yeah. was perfect. Oh, my God, she was beautiful and gorgeous, and she was just perfect. And now finding out some of the mean things that she had said in the press. Yeah. Uh, had leaked about him. Things... Especially at the end of her marriage to the end of her yeah. life. The things that was leaked. I think they both took some petty jabs. Yeah. I Well, I, I knew about him and yeah. what he had done. But I never... Yeah, know. it wasn't really spoken about, about what Diana... Yeah, I mean... Her side to it. And now, she also in this chapter, he talks about how she was... She really fought to ha to not have a nanny, but Charles was like, "You you kind of need a nanny." Yeah, I mean, you know, she was doing um, months at a time in Africa. Yeah, and you know, how can you not have a nanny? Yeah, and so they she was like, "All right, fine, we can have one nanny, and I don't need like a whole freaking team." Um, so. Now, her first royal, um, event, or her first royal, like, thing that she did as a royal, um, she had eight events in one day. Oh. And they had to go over 350, I, I, I believe it was 350,000 miles across Australia. Oh my god. Yeah, Australia was their biggest tour. Um, now, that's a lot. Yeah. And at this time, she was dealing with bulimia really badly. Yeah. It was not good at the time. And they kept having to apologize to people because she was not really... At first, I mean, because, like, if you've never had to sit there and talk to hundreds of people... Well, and... You know, and do and learn how to do walkabouts. Because, like, you know, you people think that's just you walking around, but it's really not. You've no. got to go up and try to shake everybody's hand. And you have to have conversations mm -hmm. with different types of people. You know, you don't know what people are going to say. Also. And also, it's, it's Australia. It's hot as hell. Yeah, it, it's really kind of damp and, and cool where she's from, and she's very fair-skinned. Yeah, and people were talking about how she was sunburnt and charles had to apologize to certain to some people because and, she was not talking and he was like oh we're just very jet lagged like he, he you know she, she's fine everything's okay and she really wasn't okay yeah because she was well i mean going from being a school teacher a kindergarten teacher to <laughs> thousands of people trying to touch you and, yeah. and want a piece of you and talk well, to and you. Well, and people really didn't know her at that point. They didn't know who she was and yeah. things like that. So they were kind of like, who is this? Yeah. You know, why do we care about you? 
And but as the tour progressed, she got more comfortable with it, and then people were like, "Oh snap!" Oh yeah, we freaking love her. Yeah. Um. They because Diana was witty. She had yeah. a very fun personality. Well, and people, there was all of these. A lot of before she got, you know, people started realizing, oh, she's really awesome. You know, let's go yeah. out and see her. There was only really groups of people who were like older people, people who had lived in the, or UK people who... Expected her to act like the queen. Oh, well, and there was people who, um, you know, like kids who came to see them at first. And then when all of these videos and pictures of her playing with kids and joking around, people wanted to come out and see her more. And, um... I believe Diana is the first royal to wear sneakers if i'm not mistaken i think she is i mean she played soccer with those kids and yeah and she wasn't afraid to hug them because you know they were just she loved loving you know she just and and that's one thing that her and charles both had in common they both loved children yeah a lot now again like we said charles is very um strange sense of humor now i think that this is funny probably shouldn't have said it in like a work workspace area but he had joked um in this australian tour that he was feeding william because they brought william with them oh he said that they were feeding william warm milk and minced kangaroos now he meant that as a joke he's not actually you know going to feed his child kangaroo but Australian people were like, um... We find that offensive. That's offensive. It is a tad bit offensive. Um, but, like... But he didn't mean it mean. No, he he, he, he was meaning it as a joke. Like, he wasn't yeah. actually gonna do that. But, like... Diana started to become more popular than him. Yeah. And apparently that didn't sit very well with him. Well, but it's like I can see because he's never really had the limelight on him. Yeah, and then he got a little glimpse of it, and then well, and it's also I I think it was less about like oh she's more popular than I am. Ugh, I you know I think it was more of like he has a lot of pressure on him to be liked by people. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I I. I think that was... And so, he was probably very worried, not necessarily that she was going to be more popular than him, but that he wasn't liked and he's not respected. Yeah. Because if he's going to be the king, he's got to be respected. Yeah. You know, you may not like what I stand for, but you have to respect me. Everyone respects the queen. Even if they don't like her, they respect her. Yeah, people who were very um, anti-monarchy... Even they were like, you know, God, God, God save the queen. Yeah. When she passed away, the entire country basically shut down to honor her, even though some of them didn't really like her. Yeah. Or, or respect what the monarch stood for. I, um, yeah, I think that once Diana got a foothold, no one, even today, no one is still as popular as she is. I would say Kate is reaching that level. Yeah. She's not there yet. 
And she probably won't. But see, be... she's so much like Diana. She is a lot like Diana. Not not exactly, because, like, where Megan tries to force herself to try to be like Diana by, like, wearing her clothes and stuff like that. But see, what I mean is, it's but so like, much more than just clothes. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, her... Uh, Kate... The way she sees a baby and immediately just has to scoop the baby up. Yeah. Like, I'll never get over... Uh, it doesn't matter. William. Go ahead. I'll never get over William on that walkabout saying, Oh, God, there's a baby. Don't let Kate see it. <laughs> like, he just... Because he knew she was about to come up and try to, to hold that baby. Oh, yeah. It's... Um, She's, uh, like, when she just falls to the ground like Diana does. Yeah. Did. And, like, scoops the child up. And, and she's sitting there intensely talking to a five-year-old yeah. about school or whatever. Or what they had for breakfast. Yeah. Or, or whatever the kid wanted to talk about. Yeah. You know, but acting like it's the most important, intelligent conversation she's exactly. ever had. Exactly. That reminds me of Diana. Yeah. Well, How she's not afraid to go in and talk to parents and and give things away. Yeah. And I just feel like Diana was a bit, not, not meaning this in a bad way, she was the more flashy Kate. Yeah. Because Diana did like to have her picture taken. She did oh, like yeah. to be in the spotlight where Kate would do some stuff, you know, incognito. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, because, like... But, in a way, Diana's way did help a lot, because, like, if she showed up to a charity event, people were gonna donate. Yeah, people were gonna give as much as they could. And I think that's what William and Kate do now. Yeah. Um, trying to become a little more uh, stylish and flashy. Well, it's also like, okay, Kate, like, with her clothes, everyone's talking about how... She's now, she's, you know, it's all controversial. She had red nail polish oh for Easter. God. The queen had a very old-fashioned and, um, she was a very old-fashioned and religious woman. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. No. At all. No. Sometimes. It worked for her for years. Yeah. there. She had it boiled down to a strict formula of what a princess should act like. Yeah. In the modern day, though... <laughs> That's not work. That doesn't work like that. So yeah. Kate, after the queen passed away, she has the freedom because Charles is like, well, you know, you do you. Yeah. You know, I I respect whatever you know. Well, she's not going to get out here and wear a tube top and and booty shorts. No, she's. But if she wants to dress a little sexy, she's going to dress a little sexy. Yeah. You know. It's. She is able to be a little bit more free. I should yeah. say, um, with how they act. <laughs> I'm I mean, sorry. If Zara can wear that bright pink outfit and look so gorgeous in it, not saying anything about Zara, but if she can wear that, why can't Kate wear rose fingernail polish or red fingernail polish? And it, Yeah, I mean, it was very classy. The nails weren't long. They weren't... It yeah, wasn't or, I mean, like, really you know bright. what I'm saying? Like, how they, they were like... They weren't, like, a mile-long nails. Yeah. They, you know, it wasn't, like, overly done with a bunch of jewels and things yeah. like that on it. They were just a plain, simple red nail polish that looked with really outfit. good with her outfit. Yeah, it was it was really pretty. And, and like, off-the-shoulder outfits now, yeah. 
She's she's worn jeans a lot more. Yeah, she's able to. She even had like one day she had uh, like workout pants on. Yeah, and well, she was working out. She was yeah. walking, but the thing is, she always looks good in yeah. everything she wears. She never shows her butt off. She never. She never wears well, like. Well, if she does accentuate her butt, it's like in a classy way. Yeah, you know, like it's, in like. It's that not, black dress. Yeah. It's not <laughs> something that you're going to look, look at her and say, ooh, she's a princess, you know? You know, I'd be like, wow, that's a really sexy princess. Yeah. She's she's very elegant in yeah. everything she wears. And um, she takes notice of everything she does because she's had years to practice this. Yeah. And when she emulates one of Diana's outfits, it's in a modern yeah. And, like, non-trashy way. Exactly. She, uh... Like, she's not trying to she makes boil her... it down to the T, the same outfit. Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes... We're gonna... The shorts. Megan's shorts. Those, uh... I believe, they're Chanel. Yeah. They're god-awful. Okay? Do not tell... And I know, if you're watching this podcast, you know what shorts I'm talking about. <laughs> Those ugly blue shorts and uh, they didn't look good on diana and they will never look good on any single person ever but see when diana, diana made it work because that was the style in the in well, yeah that was the style that we had to deal with at that time everybody liked big baggy shorts and it, i'm not saying don't wear baggy shorts but, but pleats like, always make you look fat it doesn't yeah. matter who you are it's always going to make you look fat i don't care if you're zero uh waist you're still gonna look fat yeah they they don't flatter anybody they're god awful and yeah. especially when you wear a big baggy flouncy shirt with it it just yeah. don't it do, doesn't work yeah and like burn those shorts <laughs> i'm sorry chanel but like you flopped well it's a every they say every 10 years we redo i'm fine i like the 80s you know? 90s style like I'm, I'm cool with that yeah the big baggy clothes, I'm good with it. Not those shorts. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's get back to the book. Now, okay. In the next chapter, they had Prince William. Now, he had mentioned... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. They had already had... They, this is when they had Harry. Now, Charles... Um, Diana's mom, I guess, didn't really like Charles that much, um, because of a few comments that he made, and Diana was quite upset with him for making these comments, which is like, well, he, he, maybe he said them in a really rude way, but I don't know. He said that he, when, when he saw, he was actually in the room when Harry was born, um, he was in the room with William, too, but, uh, when... Harry was born, he said, oh, it's a, it's a boy, and it's Ginger. Like, he was really disappointed that he had a boy, because he really, really wanted a little girl. Yeah, a boy and a girl. That yeah. Was, well, I think he wanted to have it like his mom. Yeah. Like, William would be the, pre the king, and, you know, yeah. the, the princess royal would be next. He was, yeah, it, but that was, that was pretty bad. It was, yeah, he probably, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was bad, but it was also at the same time, like, 
Diana and her mom had known for months that it was going to be a boy and didn't tell him. And then she's disappointed or, or she gets mad at him when he said, oh, man, I was kind of hoping for a little girl. Yeah. That doesn't mean he doesn't love this child. That yeah. just means he wanted a little girl. Well, and... And, the, you know... Yeah. Especially if he didn't know. Well, and, and at the time they were, um, you know, flip-flopping back and forth. They were, you know, he was trying to date Camilla. She was trying to date everyone. Yeah. It was... A little controversial, and... Well, apparently, the moment he said this is when Diana checked out. Wow. This, that was the moment she was pretty much over it and over him. They, she... Well, I can understand that's your child. Yeah. You just gave birth, and you want to be happy, and, and you want to love this child, and then... Well, I guess he said it in a joking tone. Yeah. But it's just like... I don't know. But sometimes Diana was very serious. Yeah. And he did say this again at the christening to Diana's mother. He, he was like, you know, oh, I was hoping for a little girl. Um, but I, like I said, you know. Well, maybe he was. Maybe he was really looking forward. If she had told him when she found out, he would have had time to get over that. Yeah. But, I mean, he was disappointed because he was born cesarean. William was born cesarean. You yeah. know, she had Anne, and he was expecting a little girl, too, you yeah. know? But, um, it's all, you know, and I guess Diana's mom kind of <laughs> yelled at him for saying this well, and stuff like that and, like, got it, off on him. It wasn't a very good place to say that, you know? Yeah. Um... And he, the name, too. He also, he wanted to name him Albert. Yeah. Um, after his, um... His grandfather. Grandfather. Um, I sometimes can't remember which ones are which. <laughs> There's so many. There's so many different But names. she wanted to name him Henry. Yeah. Um, I thought his name was Harold, but his name is Henry. Yeah. And they were calling him Harry for short. Um, but he does have uh, like 12 other different names. Yeah, so, so. Harold is probably somewhere in there. Um, now, right the day of... Now, this is pretty crappy. It's very crappy. And I will tell this to his face if he asks me. That Charles, he goofed. The day of Harry's birth... And the like, not even an hour after they had gotten home, he oh, went to go yeah. play polo. He but, said bye. Yeah. And Diana was quite upset with him for that, but yeah. he didn't see the problem with it because his father was not around. Yeah. He didn't know how the the fatherly bond went until after she passed. Yeah. Really, I mean. It was left up to nannies, and sometimes she would come in and see the boys. But other than that, you know, he was there every night. Yeah. And see, I, he, I, there was an interview that I had heard him talk about, or heard Charles do, um, where he was like, when Diana passed away, he had this crushing, real like, 
not only did he just find out that someone he was it loved a lot, because I think he loved her, but not, but not like a, in love with yeah. her, not a romantic love. He yeah. loved and respected her, but he wasn't in love with her. And so, not only that he just found out someone that he loved passed away, but the crushing realization of he's the single parent now. Yeah. He's the only one that these boys have got, and he had no idea what to do. Yeah, and I mean, Harry was 12. Yeah. So. Nine. William was 12. Uh, oh. When Diana died, right? No, I think Harry was 12 and, and William was 15. I don't remember the. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a lot to handle. Even. It, 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 as a teenager, well, both of them were basically young adults. That's that's uh, that's hard on a parent having all of that responsibility and all of that come down on you, and then also have everyone watching you. Yeah, do it. Um, because like I said, the boys lived with with uh him yeah all of their lives they've lived with him but you know and he was there at night to tell them good night or he would yeah. see them in the morning that's what his mom did yeah that's what his father did they weren't around yeah but like diana it really only i mean they had nannies so yeah. she was really never there a lot yeah she um, would come in and come and, out. Well, I think it was it was honestly a chaotic situation for both sides because yeah. it was like a whirlwind of Diana swooping in when she came around and it was this, you know, oh, cheeseburgers and you know, I'm and the fun parent fun and time. then him having to actually be like okay, no, you have, you to, have to go to, to bed school. You have to go to school. And stuff like that. Yeah. And not saying he was a better parent than her, but I'm just saying, like, it was... They were different parents. They were different styles of parents. Yeah. And I feel like they contrasted so much. Well, also, now, I don't know that this is true, but I was told that when the divorce came about, Diana had um, visitation. Yeah. Not she. She didn't lose her parental rights, but she. But she could didn't, only come at certain times. She lost custody because of her mental, yeah, instability. I mean, she was. Well, I mean, she didn't really have a place to live. She didn't get a home and right away and stuff like that. And, and she was fighting stuff out in the press. You yeah, know, she would l tell the press things that probably shouldn't have been told and charles and and you know the family they don't argue with it they don't acknowledge it they just never let it complain go. never explain yeah but now there was a few times that charles did slick it out with her yeah you know in the press well and i think it's also like um neither one of them were the best parents because like he wasn't emotionally there no but uh you know, well, now I, I, from what I understand, he he was a very loving parent. Well, uh, I'm not saying 
Well, I mean, more loving than his parents. He he knew how to be like, are you okay? You know, yeah. what's this? Like, he he made them go to Eton College because it was close to where he lived and because he knew he did not want them to go through what he went through at yeah. school. He, he, he didn't want them to suffer at all. So He wanted them to have a good, normal childhood, but I don't think he understood certain things that parents, you know, like... Yeah. You know, I mean, the, up until Harry Harry was like seventeen, he lived in the nursery. Yeah, but Diana, well, she according had to Harry, a, he lived there till he was twenty two. Yeah, but he didn't live there at all because he never lived with his dad. Yeah, <laughs> confusing. But Diana was um, like when she was around, she was like all around. Yeah. She loved to talk with William. There's a lot of times where she would do an interview and she'd be taught, she'd say how William was her best friend, how they would just lay, uh, sometimes she would go in there and lay down and just talk to him for hours about yeah. her problems and uh, her life. And in a way, that's, I, I love that she had those moments with him, but yeah. then at the same time, she's putting a lot of pressure to talk about you know she's talking about the, her her horrible marriage to their father yeah with him that makes him conflicted because yeah i love my mom and i love my dad but like she's telling me my dad's a crappy person and my dad is saying that my she's mom's a, a little bit crazy yeah and so it's like putting a lot of pressure on him to like choose a side yeah. and telling him things that uh, you know a, a, a child, child shouldn't should know. be knowing about your relationship. Exactly. And then it's also like, she's the one who started the whole Harry Spare yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's like, that was crappy. Yeah, you're just the spare. You're but, only there to to uh, give blood or, or a kidney if he needs it. Oh my God. That's, I don't <laughs> think he understands how that works. Like, yeah. 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 Now he also, this chapter also talks about how William, okay. William was like, yeah, was like four or something like that when Harry was born. I can't remember. Yeah. He was, he wasn't very old, but apparently Charles had noticed that William was kind of sad because, like, when William would trip and fall, everybody would rush to him and see if he was okay and, well, yeah. you know, baby him. But Kids like that attention. when Harry was born, all the attention had to go to the new baby. Yeah. And he was kind of sad, but, like, Charles told Diana, like, it'll be fine, you know, it's expected, you know, it, it's just a, you know, sibling thing. Don't worry about it too much. Yeah. And, um... It did get better over the years, um, yeah. but it's like, that's a normal kid thing. Yeah, because, um, I mean, like when my oldest son, when I had my uh, middle son, uh, my oldest son's like, I don't want him. Can we give him back? I don't want him. He's, he's ugly, you know, and he would be like. That's my toy. Come and sit with me, mommy. Not him. Those are natural things yeah. that you're. You're. They're naturally going to get jealous because. Well, they're used to being the only kid in the house. Yeah, I mean. 
And especially when, you know, you're a prince and you're given literally everything you could ever want. And then all of a sudden you have to share it. Yeah, like Diana, they were filming Diana one day and she was out there in the garden and William wouldn't come in. And she says, she's holding Harry on her hip and she said, okay, well, I guess I'll just have to give all the treats to Harry and started walking back into the house. Yeah. William came running out screaming, no, no, don't give them all. (laughs) Now... There was also a moment, I didn't write it down, but he talked about in the book that reminded me how um, they were filming uh, the family play together and stuff like that. And people really thought that it was, like, weird that Diana was over here playing with the boys and then he Charles is off to the side with not, like, really knowing what to do with his hands, not playing with them, not talking to them. Yeah. And it's like, okay... If he never had to, he, I mean, if he was never played with. Yeah. Well, see, now that, I don't think that was it because. Or, you know, when, he might not have, I mean, he's an awkward dude. Yeah. There's people filming him. How do you play with a kid naturally? Well, now, there's, there, uh, Albert, when he was born, he, him being the baby and Charles being like 17 years old. Yeah. He took Albert and and pretty much, like, Albert grew up with Charles being there for him and, and playing with him and yeah. riding him on bikes and go-karts and things like that. But it's also like, you know, you're sitting there with your wife, having a little picnic with your kids, yeah. and then people are filming you right there. Like, yeah, I'd be a little awkward. Well, and a lot of times they just wanted to shoot Diana. Yeah. They just wanted that. So he knew that, and that probably made it even ten times worse. Well, yeah, and so it's probably just like, all right, fine, I'll just sit over here and not be a part of the family. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, you see that uh, uh, one shot where she's holding her arms open and the boys are running up into her arms. And, um, you know, Charles is standing right behind her. Yeah. Um... We're going to have to end it here. Um, We've talked a lot. <laughs> yes. There is more of the book to come. Um, yeah. We just we just started it, so. Yeah. We hope that you enjoyed this. Yes. Um, and we will see you soon. Take care.